podcast presented by Party Fish Media, the showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all around the world. The film starts here at Nifty 2018 presented by Oculus from Seattle, Washington. My name is Todd Cummins. Uh, I'm a former Nifty filmmaker and also a former staff member. I got the trailers for Nifty every year. Uh, but today I'm joined by uh, Aaron Katayan, Hadley Hillel, Ethan Seneker, who all work together on a couple of films. Um, before we sort of dive into it, if you guys could each just introduce yourselves, where you're from, um, which films you worked on, that'd be a great start, and we can kind of go from there. Hi, I'm Hadley Hillel. Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington originally, although now I'm based out of LA, and I did um, Baby I'm Yours and Calamity Falls were the two films I had in the festival this year. I am Aaron Katayan. I am originally from Michigan in the Metro Detroit area. I live in LA now, and I produced Calamity Falls. I'm Ethan Seneca. I grew up in the Snoqualmie Valley in Washington State. Uh, I live in Los Angeles uh, with Hadley, actually. Same house. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm a writer producer just based in LA. Yeah. Great. So you guys are no new faces to Nifty. You guys have been around for a while. I mean, I, I feel like as long as I've been coming here, I remember seeing you guys around. Mm -hmm. um, tell me, like, how did you guys all meet? Is it is it through Nifty, or did you know each other before? Like, because you guys have, I feel like I see you guys together every year, and you're always working on the same films. It seems like what's sort of your guys' background? Ethan, Ethan's yeah. been here the longest, actually. This so. this is my eleventh Nifty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you've been you've gone just Day about as, almost as far as Ben Katie has. Almost. So I talked to him yeah. earlier today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we met my my second year, I think. Yeah. Of Nifty. Well, my mom had to leave your screening because she was so scared and almost Peter Pan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we met in the, at the Q&A at the horror screening okay. yeah. in 2010, then, I think. Our story is kind of funny because Hadley and I actually met here. Oh, yeah. Enough, Even we'll, though he was going to Chapman. We were both going to Chapman University at the time, and we hadn't met yet at Chapman because I transferred in my sophomore year. And we were here, I believe, at a pizza place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we were. Yeah. And, and we met here, and then we, we got to know each other and obviously connected once we were back at school. Yeah. Okay. So Nifty brings people together. Yeah, no kidding. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit more. So Ethan, 11 years. Hadley, how many years now? God, what is it? I think it's, well, I mean, I think my first year was 2011. Um, I think. I think it must have been 2011. So, what was that, seven years now? Yeah. Eight years? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So definitely a long, as long as I can remember. Yeah. I mean, ever since I found it, I haven't skipped a year, even Good. when I had to yeah. come from New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> still made it. This is my third, so okay. <laughs> not being yeah. from the Seattle area. But still, um, I think it's, you can be considered a veteran at this point. You, you've been around enough to know to know what Nifty's like. Uh, but, like, you know, you've been involved for so long now. Um, I'm curious just to get your, your take on, like, what is Nifty to you? Uh, each of you, that'd be great to answer this. Like, because, like you said, it's it's great for meeting people and networking, and that's, like, that's one of the things that I really love about it is how many people, they come to this festival not knowing anybody, and they walk away with new connections and come back the next year working together. Um, but for each of you, what has Nifty kind of been um, to you over the years, and what have you been getting out of it? So the first year I came to Nifty, I did not have a film in the festival, and I you know, heard about it through friends. And I came here and started meeting a bunch of people and was immediately really welcomed into this um, familiar environment of filmmakers, fans of film, family members, friends. And um, despite not you know, being able to say, oh, this is my movie in the festival, people were immediately just uh, very interested in having conversations and getting to know each other and you know what are you doing next and I thought it was just a really great environment um, and I noticed immediately the diversity of the people here um, and that was not even this year which I feel like is the most diverse Nifty ever 2018 um, and I really noticed how many female filmmakers how many filmmakers from all around the world and people who travel here um, because it's such a special place yeah no kidding yeah I mean I I just remember like going to the first Nifty and just 
being blown away by I, I don't even know if I fully knew the like age cutoff or anything and I think it was also different back in 2011 um like even younger right yeah it was 22 back yeah then. 22 and yeah. like I remember just going to like watching the trailer and like seeing the films and just being like there's no way these are all people who are under 22 like, or, or like maybe I went in expecting it to be kind of like okay well it's gonna yeah. be like some student film stuff but it was just like professional level quality and just like it was and so like well organized. 15, 14 year olds. Like yeah, making, like 14 year olds really making really incredible good films. movies. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. But I mean, I think the biggest thing that has struck me and just kind of continued to kind of, I think I kind of took it for granted when I had only been to Nifty as kind of the first film festival I'd been to. But like, we kind of did some rounds with um, the other movie that we did a couple years ago called Ernie and went to a few different festivals, some of which were Oscar qualifying and stuff like that. And like, what struck me about every single one I've ever been to is like, nothing has come close to matching. The enthusiasm and like just the just the energy at nifty it's like it's something special i don't know what is like some weird like genie in the bottle thing is happening yeah. here that yeah. like needs to be having other festivals but like i seriously have never been able to find a festival that's as positive and like no one claps along with yeah. like the trailer at any other festival i've ever been to like nobody is or like recites the words, recites so the the, words. Uh, the it's like yeah. it's just like it's like a second christmas yeah like i was i was just gonna year. say like opening night is like christmas morning to me honestly yeah. like it's just like you get like butterflies in your stomach when you know like nifty's about to kick off because you know everybody like you see on people's social media like they're flying in to nifty and like everybody's getting ready to show their films for the first time in many cases and like especially for those that come every year like you guys like i always look forward to like the reuniting of like old friends that kind of thing people that like you meet at nifty in years past and then you stay in touch and then you know it's like no matter what happens in your in your life because everybody that goes to nifty like all these filmmakers you guys especially are very busy and like I probably see you guys once a year. Sometimes I've seen you maybe a couple times. Maybe a, year. a couple times, yeah. yeah but. but like Nifty is always that time of year where I know like I'm gonna get to see all these people again and just like reconnect with them, hear like what they're up to, that kind of thing. And I think that's really special. And I think what's particularly great is everyone here. I think are friends and they're all really supportive of each other. But I hear plenty of people giving critiques to each other's films. I hear people being critical, but in a very supportive way. So mm -hmm. it's not, um, you know, it's not. A, Everybody a, wants each other to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. 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 For me, I mean. Every year, Nifty is like whatever the Nifty dates are when they're released. It's, those are blackout dates. No matter what I have going on, yeah. it's like tickets are booked. Like nothing. That's that's it. Yeah. You know, like we're going to Nifty. No matter if I have a film in or not. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you mentioned Ben Katie earlier because I think it was my second year at Nifty. Um, he had a film in called Sparks in the Night. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the film. After watching that film, that's when I decided like, wow, I want to make movies. Really? Wow. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So I I owe everything to Nifty as far as like when it comes to um, like my work and what I love to do and like all my friends, you know, I met both these guys at Nifty. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. a lot of people can speak to that yeah. sentiment. Just like they, uh, this, the Nifty opens up a lot of doors for a lot of exactly. filmmakers. Um, and so speaking of that work, you guys have a film that you all worked on together this year, Calamity Falls. Um, just for those who weren't at the festival and listening to this podcast, just give us a little rundown what it's about. Yeah. Um, so basically the movie is about a girl whose parents die and then she ends up finding a portal to a world where they're still alive and has to choose whether to stay with them there or to go back and live with her aunt and her brother in the real world. So kind of a fantasy um, drama, dark comedy. And what is that portal made out of, Hadley? Uh, and that portal happens to be a large carnivorous plant. Um, <laughs> and it only gets weirder from there. At, so. at the Q&A, after all of the, the Next Level uh, films, which is what Calamity was featured in, someone basically asked a question. It was it was, it was was meant to be eloquent. And, and, <laughs> but it was basically, why are there so many weird like, elements <laughs> to your movie? Why was your movie so weird? And yeah. my answer was basically just like, 
because that's who I am. Well, I, <laughs> I, 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 um, I didn't catch it in the screening yesterday, um, but I watched it earlier today um, just to sort of like re, like re-jog memory because I hadn't seen it since the programming days for the for this year. But like you said, some keywords, fan- fantasy, weird, like from the, the question. <laughs> and like, but weird? no, but like it's great because like I think that's something like all your films have this sort of like cool, like fantastical feel to them. And just like, you put so much effort into your production design um, and just like all the, the story elements that just come along with that. Like you just create something that looks really nice every single time. And like, I, I personally just want to know like more like what is sort of like the mind of Hadley like, like where do these stories come from? Like they, they, we would all like to know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of what I kind of start with in terms of just when I'm like coming up with a story is like I want it to be in a world that I've never seen before because I feel like that's one of the only things that film can do that like no other art medium can really do is like build an entire world and like a logic and just like you can just experiment with like an alternate version of our reality and like there's so many fun ways to do that and it's like in my mind it's like I feel like a lazy filmmaker if I haven't found a world that can be uniquely built around the characters because I feel like you know, it, everything should be chosen because you have the opportunity to make every single choice. And so every single thing in the world should be there for a reason. And if there's things that need to be added or like things that need to be, I don't know, like fantasy elements or whatever, like everything should just be adding to character and to the story. And like, I mean, if it involves like a large carnivorous plant, then like, yeah. you know, like that's, then that should be what we do. And like, we need to make that world a world where like when somebody puts their head in a carnivorous plant halfway through the movie, that isn't like a weird thing in the movie. Like the movie's weird enough at that point already yeah. that people are just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's go along with it at that point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So to that end, like where, like where did this story come from and how did you guys all come together to decide to work on it? It's an interesting story, actually. It's, I think the, the crux of it was like it all began with, I kind of have always had a fear of my parents dying, um, as I think a lot of people have, but um, I really, like, as a kid, I used to have, like, really just, like, every time they wouldn't answer a phone call, I was like, they're dead. Like, that's obvious. And I'd, like, start thinking about, like, their funeral. And just, like, I was a very morbid little child, so I, like, just, I was, like, it was very fixated on as a kid, and I think it was a fear that had kind of been internalized for so long that I was finally, like, you know what I should do with my thesis film? I should just, like, I should get into this and, like, just whatever this is, I need to confront it. And so the best way for me to do that was like through film. And so I kind of knew I wanted it to be about a girl whose parents died. And then it was about finding, getting the chance to kind of have access to her loved ones again for a few days. And like, what would you do in those few days? But then we didn't just leave it there because we were like, we want this to have kind of a darker twist to it as well. And so it was like, how can, what is the danger of like dwelling on the past and just yeah like dwelling on people who died instead of like focusing on moving forward and so that's kind of what the movie is like trying to get at and then as far as um so that's like that's how the story came about but as far as how these guys get involved ethan's been involved in basically everything i've done since like the first time we worked together which i, I don't even know when that was that we just kind of got like bound at the at the 20, hip, 20, 2011 we did slice oh yeah <laughs> Good old <Yeah>. slice. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the first thing we did, and then basically ever since we, I don't think we've missed a single project um, together for the most part. I think we've always been involved, and now it's it's basically like a given that Ethan's going to be so like joined in the role. When you guys right. are when you're coming up with something, you're, you're calling up Ethan and being like, "All right, here's the next thing." Is that yeah, basically, that's the that's the idea. Is it's actually way, is it the other way around too. Like, do you guys like like do you like reach out like when you've got something going in the works? Like, Hadley, like we we got to get on this together. Is that how it kind of goes? Or like. Mm, well, I think me and Hadley spend probably sixteen hours out of every day together. Yeah, <laughs> because we live, right, we live together. Yeah. 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 We so, have an office together. Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. just can't escape each other's projects. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we know each other's like mind so well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is actually what's crazy because right now, the, the, we'll talk about this later, obviously, but there's right now it's sort of taking the next step where like we're actually, Ethan's gotten back into writing and I've been looking for a co-writer and we've sort of found this project that we're going to work on together in terms of like co-writing it. And okay. so that's the next big thing, which is a feature okay. project. But okay. we'll talk about that yeah, in a bit. Yeah, we'll get into um, that. But yeah, as far as how Aaron got involved. Do you know who I got involved? I would like you to tell <laughs> it. I think you should tell um, it. So I saw Ernie, which is one of Hadley's past I'll films. I was ask about that too. Yeah. A <laughs> I saw Ernie at, I believe Palm Springs Short Fest was the first place I saw it. And um, pretty much from when I saw that until when we uh, paired together to make Calamity Falls, I just hounded him and said that I really wanted to work on his thesis film at Chapman because we both uh, were going to be seniors at the same time. And eventually he uh, was convinced. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got to um, figure out, obviously, that Ethan would be a part of it. And we all ended up working really, really well together. Nice, yeah. So Ernie is this film that I think was in 2016. Mm. And um, just for... Just Fun fact for those that are listening to this and haven't seen it and should go see it, like everything in that film, like from the set props, everything was made out of cardboard. Like every inch of the frame, any aside from the human actor in the frame, everything was cardboard. Um, I, I just like I, that fascinates me. I think it's a testament to like the production design that I was talking about that you go into that goes into your films and just the, the length that goes into that. What's that process kind of like for you when you guys are coming coming up with this crazy you know look for your films like? What goes into that? Like, how did you decide for something like Ernie that it has to be has to be on cardboard? Like, what like yeah. what's that process like for you on the terms of creative level? Yeah, well, there's actually there's two reasons for that. Um, the first reason is was like character motivated, and it was basically that like our the main character Ernie just basically sees the world as sort of this monotonous place with nothing really like everything's just sort of this monotonous kind of sepia, just like you know blur around him he's kind of there's nothing new in life nothing's colorful it's just it's all the same and so we were like okay we need to I, I, I thought it'd be a cool thing to make kind of everything out of one material of some kind to just have it reflect that sort of monotony and so cardboard made sense and like it definitely feels monotonous when you look at it so um, that was a good fit but also we were talking about it just logistically and like we obviously needed to cut we needed to cut a floor in the um, I cut a hole in the floor of the apartment, um, and like we couldn't do that in a real in a real apartment building, and so it basically became the only cost-effective thing too. And we were like, Where, "What can we get the for cardboard free?" Cardboard just was the cardboard solution. Was the solution? Problem, yeah. We were just like, "Okay, well, we we just we can get a bunch of cardboard for free." And so we were like diving into dumpsters at like appli appliance <laughs> yeah. depots and yeah. like like running in and like loading up a truck, and then they'd like chase us out, and we'd like go to the next one. It was so ridiculous. But it was also originally supposed supposed to be claymation, and I think <laughs> oh, really? I think that's where cardboard yeah. kind of came into. Oh, that's true, yeah. Because, like, you know, with the claymation, you're able to, everything's made out of clay. Yeah. And so it kind of has that It's going to have that same yeah. feeling to it. But I don't think that was... <laughs> well, I'm terrible at claymation, is what we quickly realized. And, yeah, I just, I don't have the patience for it. And we basically were like, okay, great. So that's out. Um, let's sort of find a way to do this with real people, because, like, I've had experience doing that. But, like, um, how can we make the world seem, like, animated still, sort mm -hmm. of. So, yeah, it was, like, a combination of those three factors. Okay. And so you have one other film in this festival. Mm -hmm. It's Baby, I'm Yours. And did you guys work on that one as well? or was Aaron didn't work on that one okay. yet, but Ethan produced that, okay. co-produced so it So we should touch on else. that one too. That's also mm -hmm. in this festival this year. Um, what's sort of the backstory behind that? And, and just for the audience, um, what is it about? Yeah, um, so Baby, I'm Yours is basically in like the future as it was imagined in the 1950s. Um, a kid notices his mom acting strange and starts to think that she might be a robot. And so... Um, Basically, the way that the story came about happening was just I, I knew I wanted to do something with um, like artificial intelligence and just you know doing a version of 
kind of what could happen if there was like a humanoid that had artificial intelligence that actually could pass as a human. And I think a lot of people have been exploring that recently. And I mean, especially like in Ex Machina and like other movies like that. Um, but the thing I wanted to do kind of differently than that was like, I just, I thought it'd be interesting to do it in kind of like a different version of that reality. Um, and something that was like a fifties kind of future, like a Jetsons future kind of felt like an interesting place to, to put that just cause you'd kind of be finding out about the world as we went. And so the world could be kind of painted around it and we wouldn't know whether or not she was a robot because we wouldn't know the reality and the rules of the world and whether like a robot could fit into it. Um, and then also just the idea of kind of foster care, like robotic foster care um, and having like a parent die and then just getting replaced with like a, a robot. Yeah, basically. Dead, dead parents seem to be. Dead parents is definitely a theme and my parents are like very alive and well and lovely and not, yeah, there's never been any like close calls or anything so I don't know why, I guess it's just that whole fear of dead parents just really through it all but um, it's heavy on your mind. I know, it's clearly, clearly I still have to get it out of my system but uh, but but yeah, so that's, that's sort of how that came about um, in terms of the idea and then, um, yeah, I mean, Ethan got brought on and we just it was a kind of crazy experience to get everything organized both movies in this year it needed a very distinctive house location yeah and we got very lucky with both yeah they and got both like perfect locations. locations we could shoot inside yeah. both of them yeah so yeah it was it was really it was really lucky both yeah. of them and I, I was just curious that house in Calamity Falls it's gorgeous where where is that how did, how did that how did you get the connection to that house so there's quite a and we probably don't have nearly enough time for the whole story but um, it's in Redlands California so we shot the movie there um, there was a there was a whole tangent for a minute where Hadley wanted to shoot in Eureka California mm, for the, we won't but for those of you who don't know that's basically in Oregon like 12 hour <laughs> um, drive away from yeah. where we were so, so we not on the table we found this house in Redlands that really was it, it exceeded all of our expectations, I think, both interior and exterior. I think we loved the outside, and then we got inside, and we, we just were like overcome with <laughs> um, excitement for the possibilities. And I think it's really a character in the movie, uh, the yeah. house itself, which is uh, a few people that I think I've spoken to after seeing it have had that same kind yeah. of um, feeling. And um, I mean, we basically just went up to the front door and asked if we could shoot the movie there, and they said no. And then, <laughs> and then we dogged then them we, for yeah. like three months and sent them yeah. letters and proposed proposals and yeah. showed up a couple times just cold showed up and knocked it and was it was quite the process a journey and they they there was definitely a low point where we felt like they would never let us film there and yeah. we we were just we were very persistent uh, we yeah, had a great location manager and um, yeah yeah and it's like a it's like a landmark it is a and landmark it was, oh, it was, really? our calamity falls was the first film since the 50s that anyone yeah. had let shoot in the house or outside of the house. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's They're, crazy. The house is very, very precious, and they were yeah. the homeowners were um, unbelievably welcoming. And once and they said yes, once, once they said yeah. yes, but it was getting over the hump was yeah. really hard. But once yeah. you're over the hump, they were like, the "We made everybody <laughs> waffles for the tech scout." Yeah. We were yeah. like, "You're so yeah. lovely." Yeah. And there's there's an audition for the film for the oh, yeah, he did. Oh. for the brother. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Their kids are also like musical prodigies, just They're like amazing. they put on the whole show and walked out and played like the entire parts of the Caribbean suite on like a French horn. Yeah, it was like okay, great. I take it they've seen the film by now? Yes. Yes. They have. What, what do they think of the take on their house? They really loved they it. They loved it. Yeah, I they mean, showed it to all their relatives. They showed it to everybody. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, they were just, yeah. I think they're just, they were happy to kind of showcase it because I think, I think the one thing the movie does is like, like Aaron said, it's a character and yeah. it really feels like the house is what defines the world because that's basically all you see. So. Yeah. yeah. And we locked in that house about the last second we possibly could I think yeah. and yeah. once once we had that uh, I think the the whole design of the film really started coming together because it, it's difficult to do a movie like Calamity Falls without uh, a very distinctive location and cool. everything else is kind of based around that mm -hmm. great so uh, as we sort of wrap this up just quickly what is what's next on the plate for you what do you have coming down the line in terms of uh, your next film 
Yeah, so basically right now it's still in the early early phases, but we're it's coming together and it's it's basically um it's a version of it's a feature length version of a movie that I had in last year called Mirror, which is kind of like a horror short, but um, it'll be much different than the short. And basically, we Ethan and I sort of expanded beyond that and have sort of ended up in a co-writing situation where we're just going to both tackle the script together. And it's yeah, I mean, it's basically about a girl who picks up a free mirror on the side of the road and then ends up noticing her reflection acting strange and ultimately realizes that her reflection is trying to replace her in the real world and trap her in Mirror World. And so that happens, and then we sort of progress from there. But um, yeah, it's just kind of a fantasy, um, kind of horror yeah. type of thing set in the 80s, yep. which will be kind of fun. So it'll be a little It Follows vibe mixed with some other stuff. And and yeah, I mean, it's just it's just coming together, but we're hoping to kind of have the script wrapped up in the next few months, hopefully, mm -hmm. and then just start moving forward on funding and stuff. I'm sure Aaron will be involved as well. Will we have, I? We have, oh, <laughs> yes, you will. Um, but yeah, no, we're... We're, it's just in like the early phases, so yeah, we haven't well, been able to solidify anything. Can't wait to start seeing it. All right. Uh, so lastly, just let us know. Uh, plug yourself. Where where can everybody find your work that hasn't seen you know Ernie or you know Calamity Falls when that eventually hits the internet? Like mm -hmm. where can people find uh, your work? Um, basically, everything is announced, and like there's pictures and information about everything on um, HadleyHalelFilms.com, uh, and that's a place where you can kind of see it all, but if you want access to like some of the links or if you want access to some of the ones that aren't publicly online, feel free to just like shoot me an email at hadleyhalel at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I can, I can send that over, so. Great, perfect. Well, thanks guys for joining. This is really cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks th for having us. Yeah, yeah, it's, al it's always great to see you guys come back to Nifty and like I love connecting with you guys. You know, it's, we'll keep it's, coming it's, back. It's one of those things, like I love, you know, making friends at Nifty and you guys are definitely like, you know, fall into that category. So this is, this is fun to like actually have this like more drawn out conversation with you outside of just like passing in the theater, that kind of thing. Um, okay, so those of you listening, thanks for listening. Uh, for more information on Nifty 2018 presented by Oculus, the talented youth, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram at Nifty Film. For more podcasts by Partyfish Media, follow us on social media at Partyfish Media. Thanks for joining. Fish media.